Hey, I'm Micah. And I'm Jen. From 1994 to 1996, Jen lived in the middle of nowhere, Montana. But not by choice. She was sent to a therapeutic boarding school. I had some issues. While there, she performed hard labor. There was also a lot of forced exercise. Went through daily, hours-long group therapy. That shit didn't work. And when she left, she was left with some holes in her life. Holes? One of the holes was her pop culture hole. Yeah, I missed a lot of shit. And that's a hole we can fill. Slip on those cargo pants. It's time for... I never saw that. Welcome to a special episode of I Never Saw That Music Video. I forgot the rest of the gag. (laughs) (laughs) That was fine by itself, I think. So this week we're going to be talking about music videos, and usually we do on I Never Saw That. We've watched a lot of movies, we've watched some TV shows, and we usually start with a synopsis. I think instead of that, um, Jen is going to read the lyrics in a very monotone voice for every song. Um, just oh. run them all together, we'll sort it out later, so go, go ahead. Wait, 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 wait. Do the three songs that were the music videos. Wait, are you serious doing. though? No, just go ahead. Just okay, okay. Go ahead and start. Um, wait, uh, hold on, i got to start with the, the one we started with, and now no, I'm, I'm stressed out. No, oh. Please I mean, I do those. have them available. <laughs> I have them I know lyrics. you do. That's why I, I did Actually, that. Actually, what I wanted to say, if I would have started this episode, mm-hmm. what I would have said was, hold on. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> I like this dueling <laughs> intros. Zing boom. Ooh. Do you know why I would have said yes, zing I boom? Yes, I do. Okay. So I don't really want you to read all the lyrics, um, but we will talk about the lyrics because I know you looked them up. I actually did want to read some synopses of the music videos because as I was doing my research, as I do, mm-hmm. I found some things out and then I was thinking about the music videos more and analyzing them. And I think it would be kind of funny to read a synopsis just like we do for a TV show or a movie, even though the music video is much shorter. And Jen has this thing that she thinks that I know no one else has probably picked up on, but she thinks I'm very... How do you say? Snobby. Snobby. Dickish. Dickish. Um, Super critical. Holier than thou. Yeah. Just kind of a whole like asshole sense that maybe some of you have gotten. Um, <laughs> yeah. Pretentious. That's a good word. <laughs> Go on. Um, so I don't want this to come across in that sense. I love you, Micah. I know. I love you too. Oh, God. This podcast Ew. just got gross. That was disgusting. Well, if you wouldn't have said I love you back. Can you stop? Ew. Just let me finish. I need to go take a shower. Okay. So I don't want this to come across as if I'm making fun of these music videos because I actually really enjoyed all three of them a great okay. deal. So I feel like music videos are kind of a, a, a weird, absurd medium, and they're sometimes they can feel kind of forced. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I wrote some little synopses. And just take them in the spirit of loving, fun, absurdity. Okay. Not my normal dickishness. Okay. Okay. So, first of all, we have to decide what order we're doing these three music videos in. Do you want to go chronological? Oh, let me look at what that what order that would be. <laughs> well, I can just tell you. I don't care what order, I guess. I, I was thinking we'd do them in the order we watched them, which was the same order twice. But I don't care. Okay. So let's do them in chronological order then. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we're going to start with 1994's Black Hole Sun by Soundgarden. Mm-hmm. You ready? <laughs> okay. 
going to cut that. All right. This is our this is our thing now. For each one, Jen's going to... I don't know what instrument that was. That was Chris Cornell's was, voice. Oh, it was just his voice. Okay. Jen's going to sing the songs, and I'm going to read a synopsis. Okay. Would you read the fucking okay. synopsis? So in this video, Black Hole Sun, Soundgarden is having a music show in a field of grass, but no one showed up. So they're really super bored with being a band and super sad and can't even care about the end of the world coming and everyone's face getting weird as hell and the whole world getting sucked into a black hole sun. And there's a barbecue. <laughs> get it? Oh, I didn't get that before. Well, I don't know if that's barbecue. what they intended, but well, that's what I got. I mean, how could they not at least realize <laughs> that that was a, a pun? Yeah, what it we're talking about really is that at fit, one point in the video, there's a Barbie that is cooking. On, on a, a rotisserie barbecue. On a barbecue, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I just have a quick trivia question for you. Oh, yeah, trivia. So this video came out, this video actually came out before I left. Really? Which makes sense because I do remember the song from before I left. I did not see the video, though. I had definitely not seen this, but the video came out May 13th. 1994. All right. Uh, my question for you is, what do you think the number one most popular oh. song was the week that this came out? Oh, based on Billboard's, you know, top songs or whatever. I have no idea. Try to pull something out of your ass. Oh, my God. Can you give me a genre or anything? Nothing? Or would that give it away? I don't even know what genre this is. You don't know is. what genre it is. Well, I mean, it's pop. Yeah, I don't really, I guess it's pop slash rock slash maybe some people see it as r and B. I I don't know. I'm so bad at these things. Pop it, slash rock slash I just want you to make one guess. Boys to Men. <laughs> no. Oh, that's not a bad guess. Except, yeah, except for the genre thing. Yeah. Uh, it was The Sign by Ace of Base. Oh, What genre pop. is Ace of Base? Just pop? Europop. Europop. Swedish pop? I don't know. They're Swedish? Aren't they? I don't know. There's some sort of European pop band. Hmm, I did not know that. Anyway, that's it. Now let's talk about Black Ace Hole Sun. Ace of Bass. I saw the sign? Yes, I saw the sign. <laughs> was the song. That was the number one song when Black Hole Sun came out. That's right. weird That's what I thought was weird. Because Black Hole Sun was a huge song also. Um, and, yeah. And, uh, it like was like Soundgarden's biggest song, right? I mean, and other grunge songs were big, but then you have Ace of Bass. Which does make sense if it's going to be number one. It appealed to a wider audience, probably. Yeah. And maybe grunge hadn't totally taken over yet, but... No, it had. Kurt Cobain died two months before this. Okay, Black Hole Sun. It was Soundgarden's biggest song, right? It's their biggest hit? Probably. I mean, I there are other songs that I like better. I can't but... think of any other songs off the top of my head, so I don't know. But I, I think this was their big... Can you think of other... Can you name other songs? Yeah, I mean... Name one. Uh, Jesus Christ Pose. Oh, I don't know that song. Um, is or that I album? probably do, but I don't know. <laughs> anyway, who cares? Either. Yes, this was a huge song for them. And the video won a bunch of awards. As it should. Yeah. Also, I went into this thinking I didn't like this song, mm -hmm. uh, which I discovered is not actually the case. I don't... I'm not a huge fan of slow yeah. rock you know what I mean? Like slow grunge. I, I have a hard time with the pace of that, but it's actually a pretty good song. 
one thing I listened to right before we recorded this was a, there's a recording that someone made of Chris Cornell's isolated vocals from this. Just his vocals. The acapella track. In my eyes, indisposed, in disguises no one knows, has the face Lies the snake in the sun in my disgrace. It made me really appreciate his voice. Yeah, he's got pipes. He's got pipes, and of course we all know he has pipes because he can... He has a distinctive voice. He has a distinctive voice, exactly. But I had not heard... You can't hear how well he's actually singing with with all all the the loud instruments. All of that rock but he actually guitar. has like a beautiful voice. Yeah. Anyway, but it's very, it's haunting. Yeah, the things. It's, it's really, lo- it's beautiful. It's, it, it might make you sad if you're a fan of Chris Cornell since he died last year. Yeah, last it was year. last year. But it's just, it's really, it's really good. It's really interesting to me. Some of the things I read about it were that he, he wrote it really quickly and was just like word association kind of. And he didn't think the band would like it <laughs> because it was different from a lot of their stuff. It was slower. And it's not one of my favorite Soundgarden songs because, like you were saying, it's it's slow and it's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's long and slow. It's long and repetitive, especially mm-hmm. at the end. But I like the video. It, I liked it more than I thought I was going to because I remember the video. I remember seeing it a lot. And I remember thinking, this isn't going to age well because we all remember those creepy faces. They're like computer generated. You thought that at the time? No. This isn't like, going to age well? No. Oh, going oh, oh, back now into this and watching it again, I was like, this, this is, is not going to have aged well. Got it. Um, because I remember the computer graphics and the all the graphics and stuff they did were really... They probably looked super cool in 1994. I mean, you the first time we watched this, you laughed through a lot of it, which is understandable because it's weird as hell. Yeah. It's very, very weird. It's intentionally weird. The faces are, they take people's faces and then distort them. Yeah, they stretch them usually into a really big sort of creepy smile. Big eyes. Big eyes. And they're all doing strange things. Um, Yeah, it's it's absurd and surreal and really dark. And there's a big sun. really dark. Apparently, there was a version of the video that premiered on MTV. And then a couple weeks later, they put a new one out with more computer-generated sun graphics where the, everything's getting sucked into the sun. They added more of that. Um, and that's the one that won awards. It won, like, best hard rock metal video on and the MTV And that was different Music than awards. the one we just watched? No, that's the one we watched. Oh. That's the big one. Um, and it won a Clio, hmm. which is, like, an advertising and media award. But, yeah, it it was better than I thought. I mean, it has a lot of stuff that's just weird. But the reason I was laughing through the whole time watching it is because the band looks fucking bored. There's all this weird imagery going on, and they're not like right <laughs> that there. That's true, yeah. But they're just fucking over it. Well, um, but I read about it. I did not interpret it that way, but go ahead. I mean, I was thinking the whole time, like, oh, they're so cool. But. Mm-mm. It's a dark song. Yes. The lyrics are really dark, but they didn't look like it. Like, there's a point where Chris Cornell literally rolls his eyes as he's playing. So they, at this time, I read a couple interviews where he mentioned this, and Kim Thale, the guitarist, mentioned the same thing. Like, they were just fucking over 
music videos. They had released a couple and they weren't really into them and they never really worked right and their their visions never matched with the directors. So this director pitched this whole idea to them and they were like, sure, that sounds cool. You should totally do that. I did read just that Chris so Cornell know, didn't want to make this video. Yeah, just so you know, we don't want to do it and we're not going to be into it. And the director actually worked with that and like made these absurd images that were over the top and the colors were super bright and saturated and then juxtaposed them with the band just being like really understated and not interested at all. And I thought it actually worked. Yeah, it's it's very... So the, the first time we watched it, you were laughing and I was just staring at the screen like feeling very disturbed. As far as the band and how they looked, I inter- so I interpreted this whole thing like this. I mean, and actually it kind of makes sense they're sick of music videos because this to me seemed like they're just sick of the bullshit, which mm-hmm. is life and humanity and people and the ways that we sedate ourselves and that we all need to be destroyed. I mean, the song is him begging for the end of the world. That's what it is. So, of course, they're up there. Like, if he rolled his eyes... I mean, the way I interpret that is fucking hurry up and destroy us because we're terrible and we're nothing is real or honest or you know what I mean? Yeah. And all these people, like we all have our ways to pretend that our lives have meaning. Right. I don't know. I mean, that that's how I interpreted this whole thing. And maybe that's overthinking it and it's not quite that... Maybe that's not what they were even thinking. Maybe it was just fucking weird. Well, I think that I think that's what the director maybe was going for, and I think it worked really well. That's it what worked he got really well. Out of him. But I think their intention, like, there's a great quote that I read from an interview. Um, Chris Cornell said, "We're not we're not going to do anything." He told the director they pitched he pitched the idea to him, and he's like, "That sounds great. We'll do it, but we're not going to do anything. You're not going to get anything out of us. We're just going to stand there because we don't want to do this anymore." And mm-hmm. I think there was a lot of that, like. They shot to fame along with a lot of the other grunge acts in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And they probably were fed up with a bunch of the bullshit, just not on the global level like you were right. talking, but also dealing with not the like fame and dealing with but... the the business side of things. And Right. Yeah, you stuff. could also interpret it that way. Like, I mean, and Kurt Cobain felt that same way. Like, make this is all bullshit. This is, I don't want to be a part of this, you know, make this go away yeah. kind of thing. Um, but, I, you know, I did not – I mean, some of it is blatantly silly. I did not find it silly. I found the whole thing – I don't know. If I watched it a few more times, probably – I mean, like, the woman in the bathtub with the dog yeah. is all, all almost silly. Uh, but it, all, it has a very creepy – I mean, the lyrics of the song creepy. are super dark, and it has a really creepy tone. And Well, it starts with these people walking, and they have a sign that says, The End Is Nigh. Which is a little on the nose, but, you know, that's what the whole fucking video is about. And, you know, yeah. And in the end, everybody gets sucked up into the yeah sun. I thought this video and um, the next one we're going to talk about were also... it's an, It was an interesting time for music videos because it's really clear that everybody, all the music video directors 
got a computer for Christmas that year. <laughs> um, just CGI stuff was just becoming yeah more accessible. And mm-hmm. so they were doing a lot of that stuff. They and could do cool stuff. With mixed yeah. results now. But at the time, it was all kind of mind-blowing stuff. And I think another reason I was laughing a little bit watching it again is that it was super creepy. And I remember being really creeped out about how dark it was and disturbing and upsetting when I watched it in high school. But now it doesn't play quite the same way. And I think on like the second time we watched it, I was able to let go of some of that mm-hmm. current reaction. Some of it looks okay. Some of it's pretty lame looking, but I, you know, it's funny. I wasn't really even thinking about that. I don't know why. I mean, normally I would notice cheesy things. I think the next video we're going to talk about does have, to me, had more sort of cheesy elements. Can we, do you want to move on? Yeah. Let's talk about the next one. Do you want me to say it or not say it? Go for it. Oh, TLC Waterfalls or Waterfalls by TLC. 1995. Right. Again, lots of computery stuff in this one. Were you going to do a a synopsis? Yes. So three friends, T-Boz, Chili, and Left Eye, stand on top of water, and also are water sometimes. <laughs> and they're telling us some bedtime stories about doing things that are bad for you, like getting killed at your first drug deal and not using condoms when you have sex with someone with AIDS. Wow. Yeah, you thought the last video was dark. No, I'm not talking about the video. I'm talking about your... Wow, that was... I'm not trying to be glib. Yes, you absolutely are. That's what the song's about. Don't say you're not trying to be glib. That's, yeah, I know. I know that's what the song is about because it was very literal. Okay, so this one came out May 19th, 1995. Any guesses on the number one single? Oh, number one single. A year after Ace of Bass. Yeah, a Um, year after. Roxette. No, I don't know. I mean... They, they never had any number one songs, probably. No, I think they did, but uh, it was This Is How We Do It by Montel oh, Jordan. nice. <laughs> of course. Uh, which, does, which does make sense with Waterfalls coming out around the same time. I mean, similar kind of genre. And Waterfalls, again, is not their only big hit at all, but one of TLC's biggest hits. Yeah, I would say this and Creep. Yeah? Maybe. Yeah, so it was good to see them. Yes. It's sad. Like, Chris Cornell's dead. Left Eye's dead, although she died a long time ago. Uh, How yeah. did she die? She was died in a car accident That's in what Honduras. I thought, that it was, yeah. It was like 2002. Was it that yeah. recent even? Yeah. I mean, that's not recent. That's 16 years ago. But anyway, not not really long after they were a big deal. Like, she... Yeah. Yeah, so that's sad. But... Uh, we still got to see them, and Left Eye's hair was amazing, <laughs> and their clothes were amazing. I yeah. wasn't sure exactly what was going on with the, with their pants. Did they have stuff tied around their waists, or I think did so. you even notice? I think okay. it was the water spirit that was consuming them, mm. making shimmery. You think so? Clothing's is that what you think? Their legs, yeah. Hmm. That's what I was thinking about. <laughs> Anyway, this one, I loved seeing them and their sweet, beautiful, adorable faces. Although it was funny because this song is very serious and sad and tragic. Mm -hmm. But the video is still largely about how cute 
and sexy they are. It shows them several times like dancing and like, looking just, at like, each other looking and looking sexy and... looking at the camera. And it... Yeah. I mean, fine, but that's <laughs> kind of funny to me. Well, that's the thing is videos are so it's such a forced thing sometimes. Yeah, They're... that part felt forced for sure. Yeah. Because yeah. the, the rest of the video is a very literal storytelling video. They're narrating these actions that are played out in front of us that the lyrics are literally saying yeah but you know it's interesting i didn't know what i realized watching this one in particular was that i didn't know the lyrics really i mean i knew a few of them here and there but um like i learned more of the lyrics from watching this Mm -hmm. because they were literally acting it out i mean from the very beginning i knew that the kid was gonna get shot Mm -hmm. and i don't know it that part, Woodbine. Oh, right, yeah. That part was sad, but it was so predictable that I didn't really... I mean, I it was sad. I was sad for his mom, but I don't know. Yeah. It, it, it just felt like, okay, so there's that. And then the next storyline, I guess, this is what you told me. I would not have gotten this from the video. So you said it's this woman who is who has HIV and is intentionally infecting a bunch of men. Yeah, that's what I got from the video. I think the lyrics are more about like promiscuous sex and using condoms or not using condoms. I mean, they show there's a scene where like he reaches for a condom and she like yeah, yeah. bats it away or whatever. And right. there are lyrics about she's given him love that he can't handle, but he just takes it and says it feels good. Like his body can't handle it. He was his laid in his final place. resting place yeah. by three letters. Oh, okay. the video it's not clear that hiv is happening at all like there's nowhere in there that i i mean it was really weird because this dude has sex with this woman and then he immediately gets up yeah. and looks himself in the mirror and his face looks all weird and it's like wait does he know he has hiv well i think you're supposed to assume that time has passed and they've had like a relationship and there are multiple times they're having sex. And then, yeah, there's a, he has like lesions on his face or some, it's a common symptom of yeah. an early symptom of AIDS. Um, so that's what he's noticing. Yeah. But then it also shows there's a, a picture frame, a picture frame that changes through a whole bunch of different guys. Right. And then it shows the woman like looking like, oh, is he figuring it out? Kind of. That's what I took from it. Yeah, that whole thing um, was strange. Yeah, it's why, a weird video. And why make yeah? It's I think the, the song works really well together, like oh, as yeah, just as a song. And I read again in another interview, T. Boz said that people didn't get it from the song initially. So when they made the video, they wanted it to be more literal, so mm. people would understand. But it is it's these two weird things that are stuck together in the song that aren't related, really, like. Right. Drug dealing. They're and just like the two epidemic. sad stories. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, if you look at it from, you know, with a larger lens, yes, they could be, they're talking about the HIV epidemic uh, and just the lives of kids on the streets, I guess. 
Yeah, um, and I think the they were both very relevant things. The AIDS epidemic was just like it was in the news and it was huge yeah. at that time. So it was they were very relevant. It was like everybody's greatest fear at the time. Yeah. And TLC was always all about like left eye had a condom in her glasses. They wore condoms like pinned on their clothes. They were like activists about safe sex and they mm-hmm. wanted girls to have their own condoms and not rely on the guy to do it. Like they said that a lot in interviews and stuff. It was part of their persona. Huh. Wasn't it who was it that saying let's talk about sex though? That was uh don't don't say it. Salt and pepper? Yeah. Did they work together ever? I don't know. But mm. well that's cool. I mean it's cool that they were standing for that. I don't really have anything else to say about this video. The only other thing that I wanted to bring up because I remember this was um this song came out after Left Eye had just gotten out of rehab and so she sings about like making choices and a lot of it's really personal I think for her because she struggled with alcoholism and maybe other addictions I don't know but she also had just gone through this incident where Andre Risen was her boyfriend I think or partner um he was a football player for the Atlanta Falcons and the Falcons were huge at this time this was like like MC Hammer did a video with all the falcons and tlc's from atlanta as well and so she was with this guy andre risen and apparently he was abusive and Mm. they didn't have their relationship was known for like both of them were like fighting all the time and always at each other Um, but she got mad at him and tried to burn some of his shoes in the bathtub in his house (laughs) and burned the whole house down what yeah his house yes (laughs) Wow. So, okay. so did she do like jail time for that? Or? I don't think. I don't think so. I think she was on probation, but she had to go into treatment and other stuff from that. So a lot of it was personal about that too. That song. I think her rap specifically is about a lot of it's about like don't make these bad choices. You've got to make better choices, and she sings about her faith and mm-hmm. things that have brought her back. Mm-hmm. Come on. so 90s i they are just so their clothes just you know seeing them again it's like seeing an old friend much like going back and rewatching stuff i mean yeah they're just they were huge for one moment Mm -hmm. and it was the 90s and they were such huge style icons and anyway that's mostly yeah i did and then they also turn into water yeah i was confused about that i was gonna bring that up too (laughs) I, I think, they, again, like, somebody just got a computer well, and was like, look what I can That's do. what I thought of when you said that. It was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense with that. Like, it's because it does seem like somebody's just playing with this. Like, hey, 
That yeah. looks kind of cool. On one level, the when they turn into water and do their dance, there were parts that looked really cool and really good. And there were other parts where it went on a little too long. Like they should have just had a little bit of that because it was very clear that they couldn't animate more than one dance move. And it was just the same <laughs> thing over and over and over. And the I was wondering if the choreography was limited at the beginning when they're doing their... When it's really them dancing. Yeah, so that they could... Because some of it looked cool and some of it looked a little stiff. And they're good dancers. They were like... Some of the moves were really yeah, good. Yeah, they didn't move much. But the water parts were like stiff and repetitive. Okay, last but not least... Bjork, It's So Quiet from 1996. Nope, 95. It's 95 too? Mm-hmm. It won the 1996 Best Female Video on the MTV Video Music Awards. Well, yeah, it came out in November. Or was nominated, of sorry. Of 95. Okay. It came out it was, November 13th, 95. Do you want to make your guess now oh, about what the top song was? You'll November never guess in a million years. So. 1995. I don't even know this song. I mean, you, you know the artist? Rainbow Connection by Kermit the Frog? Nope, it's Fantasy by Mariah Carey. I don't remember that song at all. Of course, I was gone, but I don't remember hearing it ever. Do you want me to sing it for you? Yeah. Fantasy, fantasy, fantasy. Mariah Carey has really good range. She does, and I... Just like what I did. So do you. Pretty much the same. That's exactly what it sounds like. Wow. Well, are there any other words? It's weird that it was a number one hit because that there's just three words. Oh, that, well, one well, word, actually, that's just one three word times. with three syllables. Yeah, it's a very short song. Oh, that's but, the whole song. Yeah. It, it got oh. a lot of um, repeat. Interesting. Airplay. It's just really interesting that that would be the number mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. Um, single. People must have been into like experimental shit back then. Yeah, yeah. You know a little bit about radio programming. Right, like I mean, you play yeah, songs from, like heavy rotation and medium. And we light were, and how, yeah, we were college how songs work radio on DJs. the radio. So this one they liked because it was so short that they could actually. Usually they won't play the same song like oh my God. within an hour, but this one they would play multiple times. You know what's hour. funny? I forgot what we were talking about just now because it went on so fucking long. <laughs> And just for a split second, I thought you were talking about the actual topic we were talking about. And then I remembered, oh, my God, he's still committed to this bit. Yeah. All right. That Bjork, was our fantasy oh, bit. So qui- it's Oh So Quiet? Or it's Oh, oh so, so Quiet. It's Oh So Quiet. Man, this was a, a breath of fresh air. Yeah, not as dark as the, the other, other ones. ones. Yeah. Actually, before the other ones. We watched this one first. Mm-hmm. And then shit got dark. Well, it's funny. So. Oh, I need to do my synopsis. Sorry. Oh, Sorry. Ready? Let's hear your synopsis. Apparently, Bjork is shopping for tires for her car and has to use the restroom, which <laughs> is really filthy. <laughs> then she starts singing, and when she comes out of the bathroom, everyone in the tire shop and then on the streets joins in on the singing and the dancing, and sometimes it's slow-mo, and sometimes it's not. That's just how life is with Bork. Bjork. Bork. That's just... <laughs> That's just how life is with Bork. Is that Don't. the Swedish Can chef? Can I say that again? No way. That, that's just how life is with Bjork. Do you know how many stupid things I've said that we've left in because they're funny? Sorry. No. I'm sorry, Bjork. I love you. That's just how life is I, with Bork. I, I, I didn't mean to do that to your name. That's not nice. Bork, Bork, Oh, that's just... Oh, that's she's not Swedish even chef. Swedish. No, I was just because you said Bork. I know what you're doing. Anyways... This video is dope. It is. And, okay, the the opening scene is so weird because it's this 
disgusting bathroom. And then she walks out and she has orange on. And I thought she was a prisoner for a second. Oh. Which may have just been, like, maybe when I saw her in orange, I was thinking of Dancer in the Dark. Oh. When she is a prisoner. And, ugh, never see that movie. You were expecting a much darker video from Bjork. Exactly. And this song and this video are very playful and fun. And yet, there's still, there's always something with her that (laughs) makes it feel a little dark. Mm -hmm. I, I... I don't even know. I mean, I think the opening scene was one of them. Mm-hmm. Why would you start with that if it is just playful? You know what I mean? There's just little and her facial expressions. And then when she gets yeah. really quiet, it it doesn't feel. It's really over the top and like. It just there's some. Maybe th- or like she's. Is that what you're saying? Like no. her facial expressions are so like. No. No. I'm saying that there's just some darkness beneath it. Yeah. Um. I'm not saying forced like. I'm saying it was intentional, like she's trying to push. I yeah, don't know. well, yeah, it's yeah. it's like it is over the top intentionally. It's films like a musical. Yes. That's what it's like is, yeah. um, you know, where everyone breaks out in song and all the ladies on the street open their umbrellas at mm-hmm. the same time and twirl yeah. around and it they're all brightly colored. It reminded me of a Busby Berkeley musical scene, like an old Hollywood he was an old choreographer and filmmaker. It's what like the the dream sequence in the Big Lebowski with all the dancers and the, uh-huh. it's what that was based on. But this was actually based on a French film from 1964 by Jacques Demy. Um, and I'm going to say this wrong. So just mm-hmm. hold on to your French pants, everybody. Mm. The Umbrellas of Cherbourg. That wasn't so terrible. Or Cher- Cherbourg, probably. That's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, and it was directed by Spike Jones. This right. video was. So he right. got inspiration from this musical comedy love story, The Umbrellas of Cherbourg, that it has a lot of similar dance, big song and dance routines and stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, I really liked it. She's, she's fucking adorable and always fun to watch. Yeah. Also, I had no idea this was a cover. We listened to the original version of this, or I guess the, the original version is German. But yeah. it was rewritten to so be in English. So it's a cover of a cover, yeah. Except that it's different lyrics. Well, they're in English, but I think it's like translated. No, well, that's what I asked you earlier. Is it the same words? You said no. Well, I don't know. You thought I meant I German? I don't speak German. I haven't listened to the German version. Anyway, so um, the original English version came out in, what was it? 51. 1951. Betty Hutton was the singer. And we listened to it before recording uh it's really good and actually i was surprised by how similar it was i mean bjork definitely makes it her own with her yeah shaky little voice and her and her accent and changes a bit but it was remarkably similar but the style is different too the the style of the of the original sounded almost like 20s style Mm -hmm. to me like swing yeah Yeah. more than yeah and this still had the horns and some yes. of that. But. Yes. 
Yeah, it's well that yeah, it sounded very similar. And I was surprised to hear that the woman in the original does scream. Mm-hmm. But not in the White, same like way. Bjork not like yeah. Bjork. I fucking love it. And that scream is part of what makes this, what brings that darkness of Bjork mm-hmm. into it, even when she's dancing around. And that scream, I loved it. It's mm-hmm. my favorite part of the song. And and what she's screaming is like, zing, boom. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Not zing, boom. That's in the chorus. Uh, it's wow, bam, mm-hmm. is what she's screaming. Wow, I don't. I can't do it on the podcast because I'll... You break the things, it. but do I, it. we'll fix it in post. But I just love it. I love her scream so yes. much, and I loved it in the context of this playful song. Yeah, and the dancing was great too. Which and is the... sorry. Oh, go ahead. Which is basically about how quiet and peaceful it is when you're alone, and then you meet someone and you fall in love, and that's when the song kind of explodes. Yeah. Hopefully you've all heard this song or listened to it before we started talking about this. But. So it's slow motion during the chorus, the it's so, so quiet part mm-hmm. when she's like whispering. speed and then slows down again for the chorus every time which i thought was really cool very very spike jones like well yeah and then and then what happens is like it's just like falling in love it's like this huge explosion of sound and screams and all of that And then it ends mm-hmm. and it's quiet again. I, I very much enjoyed it. I, it made me excited to listen to more Bjork and Yeah. I loved how many little things were packed into this short video. Like there's, there are so many references and I don't know the Jacques Demi film well enough at all. I have, I haven't seen the whole thing, but I've seen clips of it and parts of it. So I don't know enough to see how much he, he borrowed from that or was inspired by that. But I loved little quick little things like they're all dancing in the street. Of course, there's the big number where all the background dancers that she's been walking down the street and different people have been joining in. And then at the end, they're all behind her and she gets on a crane and she's lifted up. And the final shot of it is close up on her on the crane up above everyone in the street and they all freeze. And then this truck pulls up like this little SUV or something pulls up. And just has to stop because there's all these cars, all these people in the middle of the street. What? And I it's didn't very that. obvious. It's like over her shoulder, but like I didn't notice it the first time. You don't think it was intentionally part of the video? I do. Oh. I think they just were like, oh, it's a street. Let's have a car drive up and just stop. 
It wasn't a big thing, but it was there, and it Funny. wasn't like oh, I bet accident. there's tons of details in in this one. Yeah, and there's one that I didn't notice moment where she's on a dolly, like she's walking down the street, and then she's on a dolly, and it's really short, just a couple seconds, where she's gliding forward, and her face gets really close. And that was mm. really cool. And there's a whole bunch of background stuff that's neat. Like there's a, she comes out of like a tire shop or an mm-hmm. auto shop and there's a, a tin man in the background, like looks like it's made of muffler, like a sculpture that you might see outside a tire shop or something. Mm-hmm. And then it comes to life and starts dancing. And the mailbox that she's like leaning on at one point, the blue yeah. U.S. Yeah. Postal Service mailbox comes to life and starts dancing. The right. columns right. that are behind right. her start dancing. Yeah. There's a lot of cool stuff like that. That's it's just fun. It is really fun. It's it's a it's a very fun song, and it was a very fun performance of it, and I loved it. Which is kind of like you were saying. I mean, Bjork is really fun and has a lot of fun in a lot of her music, but I was expecting something a little darker. Mm-hmm. Um, because I well, hadn't seen this video before. I had seen the other two. I didn't remember what. When I heard the name of the song, I couldn't remember what it sounded like. And then when it started, I was like, oh, yeah, I know this song. Oh, yeah, song. that song. Interestingly, this is one of Bjork's biggest hits. And I didn't, I wouldn't think that because there's a lot of other songs that I know better than this one. But Yeah, well, was it partly because of the video? And stuff, it was a big hit. Um, maybe. She said the video is her favorite part of the song because one of the things, one of the interviews I read said that she, I don't know that she was that bummed about it, but. She found it a little ironic because one of her, one of the things she wants to have as a legacy is putting out new things and creating new things and pushing boundaries. And, you know, she's a really diverse and powerful and experimental artist. Yeah. And so it's ironic that one of her biggest hits, like her highest charting song, is a cover. Mm, And she was kind of disappointed that. But the video feels like her own. But the video turned out really great. Right. All right, should we rate these, or how do you want to wrap this up? Thumbs? I don't really know how to rate a music video. Yeah. You know? It's hard to separate it from the songs and from... Yeah, I'm going to try to just rate the video. Okay. It's going to be hard with Bjork, because part of what I love about it is parts of the song. Uh, What did we talk about first? Black Hole Sun? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it two thumbs up, Micah. Yeah? I know it's weird. I just was so struck by it. It affected me a lot watching it, uh, and I was not expecting it. I was expecting it to be kind of creepy because I had seen, like, stills from it, like the uh, the woman's face and the yeah. fish, which yeah. is right when he says summer stench, and it's just gross. But I was not expecting – I didn't realize how deeply dark it was. Mm-hmm. And I, I found it kind of brilliant, honestly. I really did. I mean – it was very affecting, for me at least. So anyway, yeah, I'm giving it two thumbs up. All right. I think I'm going to give it either <laughs> one and a half or one and three quarters. Hmm. I think I'm going to go one and a half because the first viewing, I was really taken out of the experience because I remembered it being really creepy and, yeah. and weird and over the top, but it... Right. It wasn't your first viewing. The stuff hasn't aged well and mm. it's distracting and takes you out of it um, because do you because i didn't feel that way but i hadn't seen it before so did you feel like that was because you had seen it as a kid and now you're seeing it now or is it because you just recognize no, bad special just, effects yeah it's from the 90s and it's because it didn't bother me i mean it just 
it was supposed to be so exaggerated that yeah. I guess I didn't. Yeah, it just, and I it think didn't I felt me. more that way the second time I watched it. And I was also, the first time I watched it, I was really struck by them just being so fucking over it. <laughs> but then I thought more about it. And then when I read more about it, I realized that that was true. They were fucking over it. But the director actually used that really well and it fit mm-hmm. and worked with the video. Um, and it works with their whole persona anyway. There were moments in there where they just... You know, when the guitar is just melting your face, when they do get a little bit excited, the bass player like bends his knees almost a little bit. <laughs> um, the drummer's always going after it, but mm-hmm. I think I think I'll give it one and a half because it okay. didn't age as well, and it that's you know it's benefiting from the fact that the video does work better, and it's making up for how much I don't like the song as mm-hmm. compared to other Soundgarden songs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it just brought up all of my existential fears and feelings sitting there watching it. So I was impressed that it was able to do that. All right, next one, TLC. Waterfalls. Waterfalls. Go for it. You know, you go first. Oh, I have to go first? Yeah, I always go first. I don't know. This one's hard for me because I think as a video, it's it feels really disjointed. But just seeing those girls out there dancing and having fun was so <laughs> nice again. See, it's hard because you already are doing, you're trying to rate it based on your nostalgia yeah, and your feelings about this group rather than the yeah. video itself, right. which I totally understand because I am drawn that same way. And I don't know, as far as the video at the time, I think was huge for the song and helped them get their message out. So it was more effective. Probably them standing on water was really cool. Yeah. And being made of water. Still looks yeah. kind of cool, yeah. But it looks compared to stuff now, it looks cheesy as hell. So rate it. I don't know if I can, dude. Come on. All right, I'll give it one and a half again. It just felt a little like preachy at times with the video. Stuff. One and a half. That's a lot. Okay. Well, I'm gonna give it one up, one down. Wow. And one up is even a stretch, honestly. I don't like this you video didn't very like this much. Video at all. I mean, I didn't. I. Again, I loved seeing TLC. I love seeing their clothes. I love seeing their faces. I like seeing them dance around. The whole story part of the video just did not work yeah. for me. I did not. Like you said, it felt forced. Mm-hmm. You know, when you, I think that when you were talking about it being an absurd medium, I think a lot of that is because songs are poetry. Like it's absurd because most songs are not telling a narrative story. Right. And Waterfalls seems to kind of be, and I kind of wish that they wouldn't, since the song itself is so literal, I wish that they would have gone a little more absurdist with the video. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. One thing I was trying to, I don't think I explained that well. I I think, I don't think the whole medium of music videos is absurd in itself or always has to be, but these, two of these were, I think, because, and the third one was in a different way, but a lot of music videos tell a narrative story and then feel the need to throw in the band and some do it really well some do it like oh right 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 so they sometimes the shots just, of them yeah 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 so i think that is a it, absurd was, might not be the right word but it makes it feel like wait these don't go together plus yeah. this video had two separate storylines that didn't go together really well and they weren't related but yeah. i think one and a half for me just because it's such an iconic video and it's such a, it was a mm-hmm. huge and deal. And song. And yeah. yeah. Fair enough. 
Okay, Bjork. Bjork. Two thumbs up. Yep, two thumbs up. I mean... It just hit all the right notes. It I was... will say that there's some bias inherent in this. Like, I I love Bjork. I knew it was going to be great going into it. You know, I didn't have expectations about the other two. This one, I was like, well, duh, it's Bjork. It's going to be great. So... And it was Spike Jones directing it. I mean... Which I didn't know going into it. I like his films. They're not... I, some of them are great, and I love them. He's not, like, my favorite director in the whole entire world, and I don't always love everything he does. But he started out doing music videos. I mean, he started doing skate videos and other stuff before that. But music videos were a big part of his career and always have been. And it's kind of a medium that he he knows what he's doing, and he knows what he can do. Right. Well, he also directed... Another video we're going to talk about soon. This is the first of hopefully many. I never saw that music video. Episodes. Uh, but we're going to do the Far Side Drop, which was... All of these were recommended, by the way, by listeners. The, these first three we chose because we asked in our Facebook group what people wanted us to cover. And these were some of the ones that were mentioned. So there are three others that we will talk about soon as well. And the Far Side Drop is one of them which was also directed by Spike Jones. I'm really excited to see that one. Yeah. Okay, I think that I think that does it for this week. Thank you as always for listening. This was fun. I liked doing this. This was different than our other episodes. So, thanks for sitting through our first experiment with this. And if you have suggestions for music videos that you want us to cover, go ahead and send them to us. Tweet at us. Mention or them in our Facebook group. Join our Facebook group. You can also email us, info at I never saw that dot com. Well, yeah, email. I know. We do have a website too. It's a very I never 90s saw these technology. I never saw that dot com. Yeah, we are on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We have a Patreon. We could really, really use your help there. I don't know how, what to say to get people to <laughs> do that though. So I'm just well, gonna kind of breeze past it right now. Here's a quick little story. Our computer almost died and froze several times whilst recording this episode yeah and we almost didn't get last week's out either because of a similar issue so we it's are trying to save legs we're trying to save up our patreon money thank you so so much to our generous patrons but we're trying to save it up for a new laptop and also eventually uh that money will go to new equipment and uh new editing software basically just making this podcast better Helping us pay for all those iTunes rentals and oh Amazon my God, rentals. Yes, actually, that is a good point. Anyway, thank you to Minus Violet for our music. Thank you to Fifi Folios for our internet stuff. Thanks to Grandma Cray for our artwork. Until next time, see you in, in the, the 90s. 90s. It's oh so quiet. It's oh so still. You're all alone and so peaceful until you fall in love. Zing boom, the sky up above. Zing boom, it's caving in. Bam! You've never been so nuts about a guy. You wanna laugh, you wanna cry, you cross your heart and hope to die till it's over.